The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your new or existing home is one of your most important assets, yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. God bless America today on Election Day. Uh, I am Deb Tomorrow. I am your host for Real Real Estate Today, and we are keeping it real, telling you what you need to know to make smart decisions and be an informed consumer out there in the real estate world. I am joined today, as always, by the lovely Miss Karen Rastel. Hello. Hello, world. Karen is the best damn lender in the state of Indiana. So if you're getting a mortgage in Indiana, you should contact her. Um, but she gives us a different perspective as we talk about real estate issues. Uh, also joined by Rachel off air because she has the mouth of a sailor, face of an angel, mouth of a sailor. And she's going to be posting updates on Facebook. Hopefully you're following my, uh, me on Facebook. Did you see what I did today, Karen? I, I think I did. So all month long for this since October, I've been posting. I have this thing about Chuck Norris jokes. I just think they're hysterical. It's the irony, whatever. It's stupid. I don't know. It makes me laugh. And so someone had said, you know, I should start posting those as a way to offset all the election coverage and crap that's been um, on Facebook. And uh, so today, in honor of Election Day, I've actually been doing one an hour. So there are lots and lots of Chuck Norris Facebook jokes out there. So read through and, and pick your favorite for sure. Karen, did you vote today? Um, I did vote today. Was it busy? No, I got in and out. Like literally, I got in and waited for a booth to open up and then was What able. time did you go? Vote? That would have been around uh, 1030, okay. 1045 this morning. I went about 1245. Not a single person. I, I did see that. Did that, that I, posted, yeah, I saw your Facebook Facebook page. Yeah. Parking lot. Uh, it was five poll workers, a candidate outside and me. Well, I texted my husband and I said, that was easy, because he tried to go yeah. at 6.30. Was it crazy? It was crazy. They said it was, um, up until noon, it was a steady stream. And I know there were a lot of people there that were. So were I said, early. I go, I got in and out. I walked in with one child, left with two children. How'd you do that? Yeah, we, we saw a neighbor friend, oh, okay. so he came home with us. Excellent. <laughs> fun, fun. See, I guess what I told the election people, too, I was chatting with them, and uh, I live out in the country, and so we don't really know neighbors because we all kind of have a little bit of land, and we keep to ourselves out there in the country. Um, and uh, I said, you know, I like to come and vote because for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons is that I get to know. Um, I get a sense of community. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I always look around. I'm like, oh, these are my neighbors, the people that I don't know who any of them are, but they're my neighbors, so... There we go. Well, we don't uh, discuss or care really how you voted. We just want you to vote. But today, in honor of Election Day, Karen, I thought we would do something a little fun, and then we're going to get back and talk on, talk about our topics. But 
I thought we would do a little uh, voting of our own. Okay. You know, I love those quizzes. There's oh, a yes. few episodes ago, and we were doing a bunch of the different little quizzes that we find online about, you know, what kind of, what HGTV designer are you or whatever. Right. Well, I found this one that was interesting because it's a would you rather. So we're going to vote between two choices. Oh, it's, on like, a the series Ellen, of, it's yes. like the Ellen DeGeneres show. Yes. Okay. Okay, okay. So we're going to vote. But the best part is that it gives us the results. So we're going to see how we fare against the rest of the world okay. that has voted in on this. So here we go. Number one, would you rather... This is an easy one. Get a free remodel of your kitchen or of your bathroom. My house, I would say kitchen. Yeah, I think 71% would say kitchen. <laughs> okay. 29% bathroom. So there you go on that. And this is like, I was amazed. There's like 300,000 votes. That's These insane. are like legit numbers, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But this is a good one. Would you rather have to listen to a house hunter's couple bicker on repeat or listen to Joanna call fixer upper couple? stop. Right there. To tell them they went over budget. <laughs> Just number two. Because you know every episode she has to call them and be like, you know, I need a couple thousand dollars more. I, love I need to hire her if I need I to know. decline somebody. Somebody <laughs> in the comments of this like went off about how they didn't like her and went to kick her in certain places. And I was like, Julie. what? I know. <laughs> Rachel <laughs> first out and off air. She's like, what? How dare they? Okay. Would you rather have a counter, a kitchen counter with a backsplash or... Would you rather have a farmhouse sink? You know, neither one of those I could care two shits less. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I could. But I think I would pick the backsplash because I need two sinks. I need Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. I don't need one thinking. nice cute little farm like farm I need sink. two I need a I need side two. for the dirty dishes. Yes. And then a side to wash my hands in. Yes. Okay. Or drain the spaghetti in. Yes. Yep. Okay. I'm with you on that. 59% said backsplash, 41% said farmhouse sink. Uh, would you rather get an awesome backyard or an epic laundry room? We're going to have a pinch hitter here. Rachel, what do you think? We're going to change up gears. What do you think? An awesome backyard or an epic laundry room? I'd go backyard. Yeah. 91%. That's yeah. like a no brainer, right? Definitely. Yeah. All right. Here's a good one. Would you rather hang out with Jonathan or hang out with Drew? Uh, I don't like them. I don't know the difference. <laughs> I don't, don't I don't know who's who. I don't like them. E- yeah, I don't, I don't like know. either one of them. 57% want to hang out with Jonathan. 43% want to hang out with Drew, which seems like a pretty, you I know, I think even Jonathan mixed. is the one that does all the work. In the picture that they're showing, he's got a short sleeve shirt on. Yeah. Whereas the other one has a long sleeve shirt yeah. on, so I'm guessing that one's a can. I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't like twins. They freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get you help on that. <laughs> um, would you rather have shiplap oh. added to your home or crown molding? Uh, I guess crown mold. I don't really want either one. You don't really care? Yeah, yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. 56% said crown molding, 44% said shiplap. So yeah. pretty tight race on that. Um, would you rather have a craftsman-style home or a French country-style home? Mm. Let me see the picture. Ooh, craftsman. I know. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I know, because it's 25% said craftsman, 75% said French country-style home. Yeah. I have a craftsman-style home, so that Love worries me for, resale, yeah. for resale. Um, this is a good one. This one bothers me, too. Would you rather go on a double date with Chip and Joanna, or would you rather go on a double date with Tarek and Christina? Uh, Chip and Joanna Duh. all the way. So who is the 39% that want to go on a double date with Tarek and Christina? Ew. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. That does not seem like fun. No, I don't no. get that. 
Um, and would you rather listen to someone complain about wall paint colors or listen to someone complain about having space to entertain? Space to entertain. Yes, 58%. Yeah. Um, and would you rather have wall-to-wall carpeting? Remember, we all have dogs. Or have every wall in a wood room wood paneled? Just one room? Every wall in a room, yeah. Mm, I'd probably go with paneling over carpet. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. 26 people, 26% preferred paneling over 74%. So if I had to pick one, I would pick wall-to-wall carpet. Carpet's gross. Well, you know, dogs. Yeah, dogs. Mm. That's our answer always, dogs. Yep. Yeah, dogs. Because so dogs. Because dogs. So um, you've got, I think, Rachel, I gave you that. Yep. Um that survey so you can just put it post there. it folks at home oh, can, okay can follow play along. along yes awesome they can play along all right should we talk about real estate yeah why not yeah what the heck um okay so last week we talked about scams and since today is election day i figured why not continue the discussion about fraud <laughs> see what i did there so it's pretty there. good yeah, right? i like that uh some of these are not actual fraud or scams but they can come close to it so you really need to watch yourself so mm-hmm. let's recap a little bit on what we talked about last week um so we talked about that real estate guru scam, uh, and I'm still really in awe of the amount of money that's involved in these things. You know, I've done some reading, and it's not uncommon for many of these flippers uh, to do the same thing we talked about last week with Tarek and Christina, mm-hmm. uh, our favorite that we don't want to go on a date with. Um, they offer a free seminar, and they're basically just loaning their name to a company who puts these seminars on. They don't typically show up, uh, and the seminar is really just a hard sell to come to more of the seminars at a cost of about $1,500 to sometimes tens of thousands of dollars. I was reading another one. There's a um, a show called, I think, Flipping Vegas or something like that. And that couple is super annoying. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Flipping Vegas? Flipping Vegas. No, They fight and one. scream at each other oh, all geez. the time. And it's like super, I don't know, it just stresses me out. Yeah. But anyways... Um, they had something where they were charging like $40,000 to take people around on buses to see distressed properties. Like for? 40000 What did they get aside from just seeing distressed I properties? I would do that for you for free. I know, really, right? I can know? drive you through some. Yeah. yeah. Makes me sick. So anyways, um, one of the other things that we talked about last week was that we buy ugly houses model. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not necessarily a scam either, but you need to know what you're getting yourself into. Um, that you're selling your property at way below market value. And mm-hmm. because these are businesses, they have to make money. Um, and I, I'm behind that. Like, I get that. I'm not saying don't make money. They should do people favors. Everybody needs to make, you right. know, make a exactly. living. Exactly. Right. Making money is a necessary part of strong right. economy. Yes, it That's is. another political yes. statement yep. today, right? Um, but you may decide that selling at a big discount and being done with it is worth it to you. Yeah. You know, I personally have done that from time yeah. to time. Like, I need to be done just with this house and move done. on, right? Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, so just know what you're trading off and, and just demand to understand. One other thing that as I was sort of working on this, we talked about this in episode 17, which I went back and looked up was July 12th. So if you want to listen to this, July 12th was our too good to be true. Oh yes. So, and a lot of these things kind of go along the lines with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was a great show. I would love for people to go back and listen to that um, because we were talking about if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Mm -hmm. Here are some examples. One of the things we talked about, again, not a scam necessarily, but you need to understand, demand to understand uh, is, 
the realtors who offer as part of their marketing to buy your house back. Oh, yes. Um, if it doesn't sell in a certain amount of time, I will buy your house. Right. Because it sounds great, and it certainly makes you call that uh-huh. realtor. But at the end of the day, again, you're not selling for true market value. Right. And it may be worth it to you to be done with it and move on. Um, but the, the the parameters that go along with that program, you have to sign a contract with that realtor and agree to get a pre-listing inspection, to have an appraisal, to do a whole other list of things to prepare the house. It really sets the house up for success when it goes on the market right. because the realtors don't really want to buy your house back. No. Um, from you and and so like one realtor was saying you know why would you these are all the things I would do if I were putting my house on the market you know it takes money to make money mm-hmm. so you spend 1200 so that you can make 15 or 20,000 more that makes sense mm-hmm. but um, you know at the end of the day after a certain amount of time if the house doesn't sell then um, then they get your house then they'll buy your house and you know it could be something like it's on the market for 150,000 and they'll buy it for 115 right so it's pretty significant. Yeah. So it's not as good as it sounds. Bottom line is that it's a marketing ploy. Uh-huh. Um, it's nothing unethical. The National Association of Realtors hasn't taken a stance on saying, no, you can't do that. Hmm. Um, but, um, you know, it's something that you need to be aware of and understand the ins and outs of. And it's really not as good as it sounds. Right. All right. Let's go to our first break. We're going to come back and talk about foreclosure scams and um rent to own and some other ways that you can kind of get find yourself getting in trouble with scams so stick around you're listening to real real estate today your home for smart real estate the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live 
the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Thanks for coming back. This is Deb tomorrow with Real Real Estate Today. I'm back with Karen now. We're yes. switching things up with yeah, you. Yeah, we're totally like just, you know, messing with people today. Well, you know, this is the, one of the biggest challenges with in, in our business is like sometimes you get a phone call and you literally have to take it. I know. I totally felt you like, know, you like, know, like somebody from Million Dollar Listing. Yeah, but I know. I was like, it's sorry, horrible. I got to go. It's like, you know, I've had to have <laughs> conversations with Uris. It's like, look, I have a deadline at seven o'clock. So between six and seven, my hand is glued to this phone. There's nothing I can do because, yeah. you know, the deal's dead or whatever. So Karen had to get up and leave the room. And so Rachel slid over to help. So now Karen's all disappointed that she missed the um, rest of the quiz. That's okay. I'm sure Rachel's going to post and I'll be able to go. It's, it's already posted. Play along later. But when Karen came back, she said, thanks, Kyle Schwarber, yeah. which I truly appreciate because we didn't talk about the fact that the Cubs won the World Series and that really that comeback right at the end there was kicked off by Indiana's own Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, that was, ex- was so pretty awesome. exciting. Yeah, pretty awesome. But anyways, okay, so we're talking about scams of which the Cubbies are not one today. So I want to talk a little bit about some foreclosure scams. There are several out there. And I don't know, Karen, if you've ever had any, uh, heard any stories of any people that have kind of gotten caught up in this. It's not as common anymore. And uh, I don't know if it, maybe at some point you could speak a little bit to um all the rules and regulations that have changed in the past, say, eight years. Sure. And and how some of them are they're aimed at minimizing these kind of scams. But there's a, a popular bailout scam with foreclosures that prey on people who are on the verge of foreclosure, maybe been served with foreclosure documents or behind on their payments, where con artists will come up and they'll offer to buy your home, but not really buy it. They want the deed. That's kind of their goal. And I think the important thing that people need to understand, because I think people don't get it, is that your deed and your mortgage are two separate things. Mm-hmm. So you can hand your deed over to anybody you want. But what does that do for your mortgage, Karen? Nothing. Nothing. You are still <laughs> responsible for your mortgage. So what happens in these schemes is that someone convinces you to sign the deed over to them. And then they're super nice. And they were like, you can stay in the house. Just pay us some rent. So they're making money. And they're like, but you don't own the house anymore, so you don't need to worry about paying the mortgage. Or they say, we're taking care of the mortgage for you. But they're not. Right. They're just taking that money. So you end up still getting foreclosed on, your credit getting destroyed, and probably being evicted from the house. And sometimes the people even try to evict you from the house. They'll sell the house right out from under you because they have the deed in their hand. Maybe they'll sell it without title insurance so the mortgage doesn't have to get paid off. It's kind of crazy. But that's certainly, you know, you're going to lose your home and you're still going to be responsible for the unpaid mortgage. There's no win-win in that. That's a lose, 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 lose proposition. It is so scary, though. And there's tons of people that get impacted by that. Yeah. You know, like you said, not so much anymore, but it is a scary thought that, you know, you're already drowning and not being able to make your payment. And then you get some magic phone call or email and you think, okay, I'm going to be able to live in my house and continue to stay here and raise my family and pay whoever this company is or person a little bit less money and it's going to be all fine. Right. And then it's not. And it's not. Yeah. Yep. 
another one, a popular scam, is what they call phantom help. And this is what happens when they promise to help you um, with services for a fee. And the reality is they don't want to help you. They just uh, will do things that you could have easily done on your own, maybe, if they do anything at all. And you lose money. More importantly, you lose time. I think, you know, people need to understand that when you're behind on your payment, that clock's ticking. You know, that lender is moving towards foreclosure and you really can't dilly-dally. Um, you know, if they reach out to you, which a lot of loan companies will, uh, servicers, and uh, try to offer you help, that, you know, there is help and, and there are a lot of government agencies mm-hmm. um, that have been developed in the past few years, too. So here's a story of a lady. Now, this happened several years ago. And again, I think some of this stuff isn't happening quite as often. Um, but uh, her name is Pam and her husband is Roger. And they purchased a home on Long Island and raised their kids. This was about 20, 25 years ago that they bought this home. But in 2008, they found themselves struggling to pay their mortgage and they fell behind on payments due to medical issues, which happens a lot. They, she turned to a friend who recommended that she get help uh, in filling out a, a loan modification program. And so she suggested that uh, she contact a financial company for assistance. And so she went to the company in July. And when she visited their offices, they guaranteed that they could modify her loan and help her family avoid foreclosure. Uh, the company representatives required her to sign a contract and pay them an upfront fee of $3,993. You can't pay your freaking mortgage. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she did not have the necessary funds to do that. So she borrowed money from her family uh, since the contract company's contract stated that in the event we are not able to successfully modify your mortgage, we will return 100% of the fee. So it's no risk, right? Sure. Why not? Right. So that was in July. So she signed the contract with the company and under their direction ceased communications with her lender. I know. That drives me crazy. As a landlord, I'm always telling my tenants, I'm like, just stay in constant contact with me. I need to know what's going on. Communicate. Right. Goes a long, long way. Sure does. Yes. Yes. So cease communications upon the loan modifications specific instructions. Um, And in the contract, it says, upon acceptance of funds, the client is to exterminate all communications with their lending institution unless otherwise authorized by the company. And any breach of this condition can jeopardize the company's negotiating proceedings and voids the aforementioned return policy. So if you did talk at all to your lender, that $3,993 you put down was non-refundable. I wonder where they came up with that number. That's so odd. So two months passed, and she heard nothing from the company. And then in September, she received court papers stating that her lender had filed a foreclosure action and a court date was set for later that year. She brought the papers to her contact at the loan modification company and he told her to not worry. Shocking. And um, so she comes to find out months later that the company had only contacted her mortgage company, the, the loan modification company, had only contacted her mortgage company once in October. And that the company did not appear in court on behalf, on her behalf, as they said they would, and that they were being scammed. In January, she wrote a letter to the fraudulent company requesting a refund of her $3,993. It was around this time that they learned that they were losing their home. Uh, luckily, she found a, a community development corporation, a nonprofit, probably government-backed nonprofit out there on Long Island. And loan modifications were sent to their mortgage company, and they helped them um, 
work through a loan modification. Meanwhile, the letter to get her refund went unanswered. She's taken them to small claims court, filed a formal complaint with the New York State Attorney General's office, uh, continues to wait for a refund. They did receive their loan modification with the help of this government agency. Help is out there. Um, But it's pretty scary. It is so scary. It's so scary. And I know that that was some time ago. But I think that there are still people out there like that that will try and do that because it just takes one person to say, okay, you know, like you caught me on a good day. I need help. I will sign up for this and I'll get the money somehow and we'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. It's it's amazing how they can come up with that. But I, I don't know. It, it breaks my heart. Um, but there are, like I said, there are a lot of really, really good companies out there. The federal government, I, I'm going to have to, oh, here it is. I thought I was. I wanted to tell you about a, a a nonprofit that was working, and then I thought I didn't have the name in front of me, but I do. Um, there are legit loan modification programs out there, and one great source of help I think is um, a group called Neighbor Works America. Um, from their website, they say we believe in sustainable home ownership, which I kind of like that idea. It's like you don't have to have the biggest and the best house, but you know you need to have something that you can sustain over the it's mm-hmm. the tortoise and the hare, right? Right. Um, which means matching people with homes and financing methods that are right for them. Uh, for homeowners who are struggling or unable to meet their loan repayment obligations, they provide assistance. Um, they they have a loan modification scam alert campaign. I know it's kind of crazy that there has to be like a campaign for this, but it's backed by the federal government. They were chartered by the federal government to raise awareness for all of these loan modification scams out there. Um, They collaborate with a variety of private and government partners to raise awareness about loan modification scams um, to help homeowners avoid or mitigate foreclosure. Um, through a network of certified counselors and to work to revitalize distressed communities using a holistic approach. I really love the things on this website. So hopefully um, Ameri- Neighbor Works America. Um, Rachel can put a link up to that website because um, I think there's a lot of, of really, really great uh, resources there. Uh and I have one thing I want to end this segment on, and this is just a quick list of five things. If um, if you're talking about it, talking to anyone about loan modification, how to kind of spot a scammer. If the company or purpose, person asks you for a fee in advance to work with your lender to modify, refinance, or reinstate your loan, that's a huge red flag. If they want you to pay something up front. Um, if a company or person guarantees that they can stop a foreclosure or get your loan modified, there's no guarantee that anybody can do that. If a company or person advises you to stop paying your mortgage and to pay them instead. <laughs> sure, pay me. Um, if a company pressures you, pressures you to sign over the deed to your home or sign any paperwork that you haven't had a chance to read or you don't fully understand. That's pretty much a life lesson right there. Mm-hmm. But um, And then if a company claims to offer government approved or official government loan op- modifications, they may be scammers and you want to contact your mortgage lender. You want to contact a local HUD approved, that's a federal government approved counseling agency, and they will kind of confirm. And I want to just add to that as, yes. as my number six to this mm-hmm. list is, We just went through a refinance here, my husband and I, and a lot of that information is public, like your name and your loan amount. So a lot of these scammers are going to just get that public information and spend tons of money marketing direct mail to homeowners. And it's going to have that verbiage in there like, hey, do you need a modification? And, you know, we obviously knew 
that we did not need one. Like we just had this happen, but they're going to touch. They're going to, that letter is going to get in the hands of one person who's going to say, oh my gosh, I totally needed to open this piece of mail today. I need help. And then that's all it takes is for someone to say, how much do I need to send you? And please help me and let's get this going. Yeah, I've been getting some things and they're legit things um, from lenders on some of my mortgages that say, you know, lower your payment by $78 a month or whatever. And I can imagine someone sending something out saying, hey, lower your payment by $500 a month. Sounds mm-hmm. awful appealing, um, but yeah, definitely read the fine, fine print on that. All right, let's go ahead and take another break. We'll come back and talk about more frauds and potential scams and misleading things and how to protect yourself. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private, personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, we are back today discussing elections, HGTV (laughs) stars, the Cubs, and it's like a potpourri. It's a potpourri. It's a potpourri. That was of kind of my thought thing. because I was like, eh, you know, it's election day, and 
I don't know. It's sort of a gray, rainy day here. I don't know if it started raining yet, but, you know, I just thought little sprinkles. I think uh, I think the... The heavens are are crying. <laughs> fall <laughs> might be fall might be here soon. I think it was eighty degrees all last week. So, all right. So we're talking about scams, and we've talked about. Let's see, what have we talked about today? We've talked about the real estate gurus trying to scam you in their seminars. We've talked about loan modifications and the foreclosure modifications, um, and and I want to talk a little bit about rent to own. It's not mm. a scam in this. It's not illegal. I guess it could be fraudulent. But I get calls probably weekly from people saying, hey, I'm looking for a rent-to-own property. Do you ever get anybody calling you? Can you help me with I mean, that's probably not your ball of wax, as my mother would usually, say. Usually, someone, when I get a phone call, they're already in a situation like that where oh, okay. they say, I think I'm ready to buy the house that I've been renting to own. And then I, I have to start asking a few more questions. Have you ever had, do, can you think of a time when you've had somebody actually buy it? Yes. Okay. Once. Okay. <laughs> Once. <laughs> Once. And actually it was just this past summer. Um, uh, this was a very savvy buyer. She mm-hmm. knew that her that her credit wasn't fantastic. She had a prior foreclosure or bankruptcy or something. So she she knew the, the timelines that she could not obtain traditional mm-hmm. financing. So the seller, who happened to be in the mortgage industry, okay. said, why don't we do a contract? And uh, I think they had attorneys. I mean, it was mm-hmm. co- legit, in my okay. opinion. Um, and then it was coming due, that that rent to own or that first lease, whatever, was mm-hmm. coming due. And then uh, the girl reached out to me and said, do you think that I would qualify now? And really, no. We were a couple months short. So they extended their lease a little bit longer, and then we actually did it. But what they did right was, and maybe it had to do with having an attorney involved, is they had that document recorded at the local recorder's office. So all the money that this buyer was paying in quote-unquote rent, Mm -hmm. that dollar amount that she had been putting towards that house counted towards her down payment. And as a lender, you were able to count that as a down payment? I was allowed to count that wow. because it was recorded and we could document. With and the, that's the key, huh? Yes. The contract was recorded and we could document her payments. So when you, when you record something, when you record a document at the courthouse, it makes it real. I would say. I mean, that's kind of how I, like, people don't get that. I think there's a lot of people who do contract sales, which is something a little bit different than rent to own, but very, very similar where the seller is sort of acting as the bank. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you don't record it, it doesn't exist really. Right, because this homeowner, I mean, maybe, could have went out and then leased it or whatever, signed something with someone else after the fact and started, I don't, you know what I mean? Well, let's talk a little bit about how it works because I think that will help people understand understand. Um, But it's good to hear that there are occasions where it does work. I always kind of joke that there's uh, the next county over, Greene County, it's one of the most beautiful counties in the state of Indiana. Um, There's no zoning there either. So it's a very interesting county. Um, But there's a lot of uh, farms. And I always say this is kind of selling things rent to own is how farmers make their, um, that's their retirement plan. Okay. And I think they just kind of keep selling the same houses over and over again because you sell it rent to own. That person can't buy it. So then they 
vacate and you get someone else and you just kind of keep going. So basically what happens is that the tenant pays extra on top of whatever the market rent is each month for the option to buy the house at the end of a predetermined period of time, say two years, whatever it might be. So it's like paying extra every month for the option to buy it. Um, But the owner's going to hold it it's sort of like guaranteeing that the owner's going to hold it until the end of that time period. They're not going to sell it out from under you. So it's just sort of you're buying the chance to buy it. It's like you're trusting the owner in good faith, whether, I mean, if it's not a recorded document, right. but yes, that they're going to hold up their end of it and keep it for right. the duration so of that. Do you think this client that you worked with, was she paying higher than market rent? I don't think so. I think that the seller in my case was just like, I need to get out from this house. I'm moving on doing other things. Um, So it can be um, a lot of times, like I said, higher than uh, market rent. And sometimes there's also an upfront option fee that could be several thousand dollars. And and this is lost. If if the tenant at the end of the period, predetermined period, decides not to buy the house, you're going to lose that if you were paying Mm -hmm. $100, $200, $300 extra a month with the intent of that going towards a down payment. And if you pay an upfront option fee to kind of hold the house for you for that time period while you're rebuilding your credit or whatever, you're going to lose that as well. Now, from the landlord's point of view, score. Right, right. right. I'm renting a house for higher than market value. Absolutely. The one I'm talking about, I think she put down $5,000, which was non-refundable. Wow. What, I mean... That's serious. Yeah, I mean, to me, that says, okay, you're serious. Mm-hmm. Um, during that time period, you know, you need a contract that's going to, uh, a lot of times the tenant's responsible for paying taxes, paying insurance, doing maintenance. Um, unlike a traditional lease where the landlord's usually responsible for this, so you're going to have increased costs um, because of that as well. And a lot of times if the tenant's late on a payment, if it's a lease situation, it's pretty easy for a landlord to evict. I mean, it's not, you know, done in a week, but it's a heck of a lot quicker than a foreclosure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's riskier for the tenant because, you know, you, you've got all these terms of a contract to fulfill and you don't fulfill one of those terms of the contract. One day late on your rent payment could mean that you risk eviction and losing all of that upfront money that you've paid. At the end of the time period, uh, whether it's two years or, or one year or whatever, you know, the tenant might buy the property if they can and, or they might move. Many, many tenants can't buy because they haven't been able to improve their financial situation because think about it. They've been paying higher than market rent or they've been paying to maintain the house. I was going to say that or you finally feel a sense of I'm, I'm renting to own this piece of property. I'm going to make it my own. And the current owner is allowing you to do whatever improvements you would like. Huh, yeah. You know what I mean? Painting or, you know, a little backsplash or you right. know, like you're putting extra money into this home that you don't own yet. Right. Um, so, you know, I don't know the whole thing. So what happens then is the landlord gets the house back and they just do it all over again. Right. And you move on to the next one. To me, you know, it feels a little shady. I mean, like I said, I I do think there are appropriate times and full disclosure. My point in this is it sounded like your client, your borrower, had a full understanding of what the risks that she was taking. Mm -hmm. You felt like she knew that if she didn't buy this house, she was probably going to lose that $5,000. Absolutely. That and she did. I will I will preface. She did not have her own attorney. The seller did. 
uh, the owner of the home, mm-hmm. but she did talk to different banks and, and mortgage bankers and say, are you sure I can't get a loan? Mm-hmm. Got enough information from enough um, educated, I guess, LOs that were willing to give her the information and said, the first time you're able to purchase will be mm-hmm. X date. Okay. You know, and so... She, I think she just weighed all her options because I didn't meet her until she was a few months from that uh-huh. lease expiring. And yeah. she's like, okay, I want to get all my ducks in a row. Right. I want to I be ready to go whenever this is up. So it sounds to me like this might be a good situation for um, in situations where people have had bankruptcies or foreclosures. There's a certain amount of time that you have to wait before you can get a mortgage again, right? Yes. And it doesn't even matter what your credit score is. You just... Correct. Cannot get a mortgage, period, until a certain amount of times pass. Yes. So if that's the case, and there's not a lot of unknowns, I know my credit score is good now. I just know that I can't buy a house because I need to let another year pass. Mm-hmm. It might be an option. It might be an option. And I think the seller, uh, the owner of the home, too, should also be aware. So if you find yourself in a situation where you own a piece of property and you're thinking of doing this, um Look into that because, like I said, this happened to be someone in the mortgage business who felt fairly confident that, you know what, we'll get this recorded. We'll do it the right way. I have a gut feeling that mm-hmm. this person's legit. And, and if they're not able to buy, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just right. said, you know. Well, I think another important aspect to this is on the seller side. Um, and the reason why rent to own doesn't work a lot and is, well, not rent to own necessarily, but like the buy on contract. Because mm-hmm. you get that in the same breath, right? Someone yeah. calls and they say, I need to do a rent to own or I need to buy something on contract. And because for, for whatever reason, they can't get financed. Mm-hmm. In our market, buying on contract doesn't work well because it <clears throat> would have to be a, um, an unrecorded contract. Because, let's see if I can explain this. This is my understanding uh, from the layman perspective. If you are buying a home, that seller has a clause. If they have a mortgage on it, they have a clause that says that it's called, what's it called, due on sale? Something yes. like that. That says if you sell this property, then the, the balance of your mortgage is due. Correct. And so if there's a mortgage on the property, you really can't buy on contract because you're selling it. True. And the seller would have to pay the co- the mortgage off. Yes. So the only way to do a contract sale like that is to kind of do it unrecorded. Now, yeah. at least a rent-to-own is a little bit different because you're not selling it. That or if by some chance you have worked it out with your lender mm-hmm. because you are the owner of the home that, hey, I, you know, I don't know how many times that works out for somebody, but I will tell you as a lender, I see this all the time, whether it's allowed to happen or not, but it is happening. Like you said, whether it's, yeah. it is a recorded contract or not, but the the toughest thing is, is if it's not recorded, then I can't count any of those payments you have been making to that uh, person right. towards your down payment. That's a really key point that I, I didn't know about. So I think my overall you know, advice here in this segment is to understand the situation and really take some time to think about if making those extra payments, whether it's the $5,000 for the option to buy it, you know, could you put that money to better use? improving your credit score, paying down some debt, saving up for down payment, delaying that gratification of owning a home for a year or so. Um, Stay where you are. If you're in a crappy apartment, stay there for another year and get yourself in a really good situation so that you don't take 
unnecessary risks because I think for the most part it is an unnecessary risk but um, great story great input Karen thank you I appreciate that we're going to go to our last break we will be right back you're listening to Real Real Estate Today your home for smart real estate Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Variety. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right. Final segment. We are wrapping it up talking about scams, misleading, fraud-ish kind of things. Just to keep... I, I don't know what... The, I don't want to sound like harsh, and I certainly don't want anyone to, like, sue me. Uh, although I haven't named names this week, so... Um, <laughs> like Sorry, I did last I'm week. Not to laugh, but <laughs> oh, laugh away, laugh away. All right, so I've got two uh, final ones that I want to talk about. Um, the first one is the secret house list. Y- you know, in you a pre- well, in a previous episode, you talked about you know people claiming to have some secret yeah, list, their secret list, whether it's a foreclosed list yeah. or whatever. And I was looking at you like I am right now, like my eyes are really big, like. What? There's a secret list of like, you know, how went in on that, right? Yeah. So people call up and they say, well, there's this list on the website and it, it gives me like the street name, but it doesn't give me the street number. So I'm not exactly sure where the house is. Can you find out for me? It's a pre foreclosure. I don't even know what a pre foreclosure is. Like that's just a buzzword. That doesn't mean anything. But the thing is, if a house is for sale, 
man, it's going to be out there. Why, why you right. can't market a box of Rice Krispies if you're hiding it in the carrots. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that's me and the cereal analogies I know. again. Right? I get you though. Okay. So here's an example because what they'll say is, well, I, I, I want to get the address, but it makes me pay a hundred dollars. What? No. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Okay. So I want to tell a story about this American standard company. That's not a name drop right there. I know, American Standard, right? (laughs) Okay. And I actually looked at the website. I pulled it up. I'm probably going to get, like, spam or hacked or something because I pulled up. And right across the top, it's a very nice-looking website. Okay. And then right across the top, it's like, our offices are not open right now. And I'm like, yeah. Are you looking at it, Rachel? No. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So pull it up and, like, don't. Anyways, I want to tell the story. Okay, so there's a family, and they were moving from Kansas City to Denton, Texas. Um, and they were searching for a house, and the the family found the American Standard online.com. And they said a, a company employee told her that for $199, she could have an exclusive list of soon-to-be foreclosed homes that could be purchased far below market value. Or market rate, uh, you're supposed to be able to just go in and take possession of the property and take over the payments, the, the woman said. Eager to find a home at a good price, McClendon paid for the service with her debit card, of course. In return, the website sent her dozens of listings in Denton, Texas. She asked her husband, who was already living and working in Denton, to start checking out the homes. That's when the family discovered that their $199 list was worthless. Some of the addresses didn't exist. Others existed, but the owners were not facing foreclosure and were definitely not interested in selling. One lady said she'd been in her home for three years and it wasn't in foreclosure. She told my husband that he was the third person who'd come to her door. She told us the company we were using is a scam. How scary. Someone's coming to your door. Okay. Um, The lady started doing some digging and found hundreds of complaints against American Standard. The Better Business Bureau has given the company an F rating after it failed to respond to more than 300 complaints. The Better Business Bureau also points out that American Standard Online has operated under more than a dozen names. Um, And um, let's see. I'm going to skim this article here. Um, Oh, but it gets even a little bit better. I was going to say, while you're skimming that, I just looked them up, and there are complaints out there as of just October 21st. Wow. So So two weeks ago. Yes. So it's still being scammed. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Is that Better Business Bureau that you're looking at? Um, I don't even know what website okay, I'm you just on. Googled. Yes. Well, it was funny because on Better Business Bureau, somebody was complaining about American Standard Faucets, which is a different company. Yes. <laughs> I want to make that clear. I was say, they were like, they have the worst like, faucet ever. And I was like, that's not what Yeah, I was going to say, they have like toilets is, and stuff yeah, too. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. What uh, makes it worse is that um, the company uh, or the, I guess the bank or the Better Business Bureau recommended that this family file a dispute with the bank that issues her debit card because she paid for it with the debit card. Um, And then that's when she discovered that American Standard Online had charged her debit card multiple times. The first time was for the $199, but there were multiple subsequent charges a few weeks later for 99 cents each. So she had to cancel her debit card. And yeah, hot mess. So there you go. There are no secret lists. If a house needs to be sold, the seller makes sure that people know about it, and you do not have to pay for those listings. There. No, I, I think that, and I also want to just throw out there, and this is just like my rational thinking. So this is not, of course, it's just just me thinking this, yeah. not my company. If a lender owns that or has a mortgage on that house, 
they too have to, you know, they're trying to market to the masses as well to get rid of this house, to get right. it off their books, to try to find a if it potential buyer. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Right. And you know how most lenders are. They don't go to, you know, to the extreme of having a secret list secret to do all this. Yes. We don't want anyone to know. Exactly. But we want to get the best deal possible. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. I have one last one but while we wrap up. Uh, and I don't want to run out of time on this one because it's very, uh, it's probably one of the most costly ones, but it's also the easiest one to prevent. Um, it, when you close on a property as the buyer, a lot of times you have to wire your money to the title company. Yes. Um, if it's in Indiana, if it's more than $10,000, you're required to wire. So that happens a lot. Wiring is done through your bank. But here's what's happening, and it's really crazy. Hackers gain access to emails through um, captured passwords. And they could access probably not the title company, but the realtor's emails or yours as the home buyer. And what they do is they search your inbox for messages related to real estate transactions. I hope my my mother's in Italy this week, which is good because she won't be listening to this because this will freak her out and she'll probably never email me ever again. She'll just like (laughs) shut down the email and be like, done. So they search your inboxes for messages related to real estate transactions. And once they find someone who appears to be in a real estate transaction, they'll send an email that looks like it's from an attorney or a title company or a real estate agent with wiring instructions. And a lot of times they'll say, oh, these are the corrected wiring instructions. Like they've seen in your email that you've got wiring instructions Mm -hmm. sent to you, um, which gives the account number of where to route the money to. And they'll send uh, corrected ones and directs the money into a fraudulent account. And when you wire that to that fraudulent account, it's gone. It's gone. Poof. Gone forever. Um, So easy way to prevent this. Do you have suggestions? Well, I was going to say, I know here, our local title companies in our market um, have stopped. They they make a phone call. They call them direct. Mm-hmm. They they take whatever precaution that they can, and they've asked lenders to no longer send the wiring instructions. They want to do it yeah. so that they have control over, you know. We're all sending stuff secure, but, yeah, but they're stuff. going extra steps. Easiest way to prevent it is when you receive wiring instructions, Um call the title company and confirm. Just call them and say, these are the wiring instructions I have. Are those correct? Yeah. I would say don't call the title company the number that's listed on those wiring instructions. Right. I would definitely. Yeah, ask you your know, realtor for the number yes. of the title company. Or your lender. Yeah, yes. or look them up in the phone book. And uh, not that anybody has a phone book anymore. <clears throat> and confirm that those are the correct wiring instructions. I think they've cut down a lot, but it is still happening. It's happened all over. I've heard stories of people losing $100,000 or even more. So some great information today on preventing um, you being taken advantage of. Um, Demand to understand, I think, is sort of the moral of the story today. Make sure you ask the questions. If it doesn't feel right, um, it probably isn't. Um, Be smart, be informed. If it looks looks too good to be true, it probably is. Yep. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. I think that is about it for today. We are going to sign off on this gray and rainy day. I do want to give a shout out and much, much love to Rachel, who is having, uh, can I say? She's having a brain tumor removed next week uh, on the 15th. And so uh, if you're the praying kind, please send prayers out and much love. And uh, we can't wait for you to be back because we'll feel a whole. Okay, we're going to sign off now before we all start crying. (laughs) Have a great week, and we will see you back here real soon. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today. We're your home for smart real estate. 
Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb Tomorrow, for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.